First of all, thank you so much for making it over to the Shaman Shack uh, so we can do this interview. I've been looking forward to having this conversation with you for a long, long time. So Dr. Crystal Tack, tell me about your background and how you came to be this magnificent healer that I know personally. Mm. You're absolutely gifted. Mm. Don't make me start crying before we get started. <laughs> crying is fine. We cry, I cry all the time um, on camera. <laughs> well, first I want to say I'm so glad that we couldn't get it to work at a distance. <laughs> it's so nice to be here at the Shaman Shack with you. And um, the healing just coming here is so wonderful. It is, yeah. So it's really much preferred. So I'm glad it worked out that way. And yeah, we've been looking forward to spending this time together for a period of time, and it's so lovely to be here and to finally have this opportunity to sit down and share what we know. Yeah. I'm really fascinated by your story. You told me some some part of your story about how you became a, a healer, and I was wondering if you could just give us that story, because it's beautiful. I love it. Oh, thank you. Um, I was born in the country, and my closest girlfriend was like, I don't know, five miles away or something. And um, I didn't have any siblings near my age, so I had the wonderful opportunity to spend a lot of time alone in the woods yes. with my dog and my horses, and I was riding off in the woods by myself on my horse at the age of about four and a half. Whoa! <laughs> <laughs> that was brilliant, I love it. <laughs> so um, I learned self-reliance very early. Yeah. I learned how to get in and out of trouble really early, <laughs> and uh, a lot of opportunity to spend time with the trees mm. and the plants and the animals, and a lot of time with frogs and pollywogs and all kinds of life. Yeah. yeah. And um, when I was 19, I made my mission statement. Unknowingly, I just spent a winter in Alaska, in Nome, mm -hmm. doing an anthropological study. And um, decided because of that experience, I didn't want to become an anthropologist. Because <laughs> they were too much into observing and not being uh, a part of the solution. Right. Yeah. Right. yeah. yeah. So uh, I was walking through the fall golden fields in Maine with a woman from... England, who had trained with gypsies. Mm. There you go. <laughs> there you go. And she was a midwife, and and she was a lovely woman. And she said, "Crystal, what do you want to do with your life? What do you want to become?" And I had never verbalized it before. I said, "Well, I want to help people realize how incredible they are beneath all those misbeliefs and confusion and." shyness and insecurities and lack of confidence and to know their magic mm. and to know their power mm. and to know what they really are and I said I don't know how I'm going to do that I don't know what I want to be <laughs> so you know I said well maybe a hairdresser because they talk to people <laughs> <laughs> and I thought about maybe being a minister but I didn't really belong to any organization that felt complimentary to that right. so at that time and um, eventually, it came my way, and naturopathic medicine through a long mm -hmm. series of events 
but that really didn't go quite deep enough. They had the right philosophy. They said, you know, at first all illness starts in the spirit and then becomes physical, but they never addressed it. Mm. Um, and then I found acupuncture and Chinese medicine, and that went much deeper. Right. And understanding that there is interconnectedness between the seasons and all the different organs and all the different emotions, and that there isn't mental health and physical health, they're all one right. event. Right. Um, just manifesting in different ways. But that still didn't really help me get to the person's soul. Right. And then um, about 20 years ago, I learned about Theta, and it just completed me. Because now I have a way of going into people's stories that can go way past where they're conscious of. It could be something that happened to a great-grandmother or who knows where. Right. So, so that's my background. And so a lot of my medicine, what I do is very energetic. Yeah. So I do a lot of muscle testing and asking the body. So a lot of times I'll treat a condition that maybe nobody has a cure for or nobody even has a name for. Mm -hmm. You know, once I worked with a nurse and uh, her husband was an oncologist and she was very knowledgeable and she was dying, but nobody could figure out what it was. All kinds of wow. body parts were shutting down. Right. And um, they kept saying, well, it's maybe kind of pseudo this or kind of like that, but not really. <laughs> and um, we just kept following what her body wanted. And she was cured, and we never did know what she had. Right, I was going to ask. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, and she'd been to all the specialists, yeah. you know. So, I'm super fascinated about what you talked about. You know, reaching the spirit, reaching the soul, and then how it's not really separate. All the the bodies, you know, like the mental body and the physical body, elemental, the energy body, all these are connected. Do you find that sometimes you find that? A lot of these issues might come about because there's a separation between, or the person has created a separation between their physical body and their soul, for example, or their energy body, or their thoughts and their soul and their body, their physical body, elemental. Do you find that a lot of these issues come up because of that, or is it something else? One of the things I really appreciate about Native American philosophy that I'm familiar with is it's between you and God. Mm -hmm. There are no rules. So each person has their own individual way of approaching their truth. Mm -hmm. I believe the more rules we have that we're supposed to abide by, you know, athletes dress like this <laughs> <laughs> or you know geeks wear glasses like this right. or whatever rules that we think we have to follow mm -hmm. I think that creates a separation from our own inner truth our own inner walk our own inner alignment and yeah I think that disconnect is part of the illness because it creates an inner stress and it creates oh, I really use the word integrity a lot mm. and we we tend to take a step away from our own integrity 
And in, that, in doing that, we also take a step away from our own health. Right. Yeah. That's beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> All right. So let's talk about this present situation on the planet that people are calling COVID-19, I believe, or the corona crisis and all these type of things. I'm very interested to hear as a holistic healer um, your views on it, your, your, to begin with, you know, what angle are you looking at this from? Hmm. There's... <laughs> So much going on in that department, isn't there? Yeah. I call it, I feel like our culture has gotten more and more scrambled. Mm -hmm. I feel like this energy is, um, whether it's intentional or unintentional, it used to be there was an opinion and then there was kind of a counter opinion. Mm -hmm. Now there's just so many opinions flying in so many different directions and you kind of go, oh, that one sounds true and oh, that one sounds <laughs> true and oh, they have really good backup on that one too. <laughs> And if you try to keep up with them all, it's crazy making because then you lose your own soul trying to embrace too many things. Right, right. And so um, I've spent a fair amount of time looking at it all and deciding that I don't really need to have an opinion because it's not going to make any difference in my approach anyway. Right, right. <laughs> <laughs> um, is there anything to be said about 5G? I don't know. Do I think that's a huge problem for us? Absolutely. <laughs> you know, is it connected to this particular problem? It doesn't matter. It's connected to a problem. Everything. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yes. So, yeah. Um, <sighs> where to start on this one? Right. What I did was when it first came out, I sent out a letter to my earth family mm -hmm. and it was about let's use this as an opportunity mm -hmm. you know, what what better could we do with it than that you know mm -hmm. what i'm saying so it's an opportunity to find our own inner courage our own inner balance uh, i started teaching that data because to me there is nothing more important than having the integrity of your connection to that inner calm to all it is no matter what's happening around you. Mm -hmm. And if we can't do that, then we need to find whatever it is that will help us do that. Right. Number one. Right. Yeah. That's to me the utmost importance that people can discover in this experience. If they're feeling freaked out and afraid, then they probably have more work to do. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. I like that. Yes. Yeah. And um, the second thing that I want to say is that We've gotten really soft as a people, and so we're always looking for solutions outside of ourselves. You know, mm -hmm. the next pill, the next vaccine, who's going to feed me, who's going to, oh gosh, we're out of toilet paper, what am I going to do now? <laughs> yes. <laughs> I was coming through Joyce, it's a little town between uh, our homes, and they had two billboards up, very cute. Uh -huh. One, The first one says, we can do this, uh -huh. and the second one said, out of toilet paper? Uh, no TP? Oh my gosh. <laughs> oh, no TP? Don't call 911. That's not an emergency. Or something oh, like no. that. It was so cute. 
<laughs> so it's like they're going, yeah, what's the big deal, you know? Right, right. And yeah. so, first of all, we need to create our own backup food source, you know? And one wonderful way to do that is to have a freeze dryer. Oh, that's right. You mentioned the freeze dryer. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. For whoever can afford that, that's really an important thing to add to a lifestyle because mm -hmm. you can freeze dry everything. Mm -hmm. We just freeze dried some eggs and then reconstituted them and they were just as good as fresh scrambled eggs. Wow. It was amazing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And so, you know, don't be so reliable on what's happening at the store tomorrow or next week. Have, have that inner, really that inner calm. Have yeah. that inner calm of knowing, well, you know. And, um, so, but, but connecting that, what you just said, right? Yeah. It feels to me like, correct me if I'm wrong, but it feels like the energy of stop being part of the consumer society of throw away tomorrow, deal with the seasons, right? Because normally, exactly. in everywhere in the world, we used to prepare for winter. Exactly. Months, like six months of the year. This right? happened all the time as exactly. far as you didn't have food for long periods of time. Exactly, right? <laughs> so we would have all over the world these methodologies to yeah. save our food so that when there was no berries or whatever, so we would have them dried or whatever, right? Mm -hmm. And it's like part of that is part of our cycle too. So stepping away from the, yeah, I'll go to the store every day and shop. Mm -hmm. It would be start going back to that more natural cycle of keeping food for six months, you know, like enough for your family. And when you freeze dry and you put it up properly, it can last 20 years. Whoa. So it's not like, you know, in the old, old days, if, six you, months. If, you if you prepared something, you know, you're thinking, well, gosh, I'm saving all this stuff, but it's going to get old. Well, with freeze drying, that's not really an issue. So just have some stuff backlogged. And then everybody's in, you know can maintain their balance. Yeah, of course, yeah. you're going to go a little out of balance if you're about to starve to death, or you know. Of course, or <laughs> well, even fearful of I'm yeah. not going to have food tomorrow. Right? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So, um, so that's part of it. It's just kind of becoming accountable emotionally, becoming accountable physically. Accountable. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh -huh. And then the next thing is. Um, <laughs> Do you trust your body? Mm. You know, have you treated it with trust? Are you in integrity with your body? Oh my gosh, those are big ones. <laughs> yes. And so, you know, our immune systems are phenomenal given the opportunity, and that's what an naturopathic doctor is all about. Mm -hmm. You have a phenomenal ability to heal, to be healthy. Mm -hmm. Now, what's in the way? Mm -hmm. And so, one of the things when I, when I wrote that paper, uh, wrote a call for uh, any kind of viral problem. Right. Um, I called the emergency room because I thought, well, I have all these suggestions of what to do to prevent getting sick, but what if somebody does get sick? Mm -hmm. What do they do? Mm -hmm. So I thought, well, there must be a protocol and I don't know it. So I'll call the emergency room. So I said, okay, hi, I'm you know, Dr. Crystal Tack and I'm just calling because I'm putting out a protocol for my, my patients in public and I'm wondering what should people do if they do catch it? What are you suggesting? What's the protocol? Well, there is no treatment for this. So go home for 72 hours and that's it. <laughs> oh my gosh. And so they said, and here's the emergency hotline. So I went, okay. So I called the, 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 the Department of Health Coronavirus um, hotline. 
and uh, it said the same thing. We have no treatment for this virus. We don't want to know if you've got it. Just go home for 72 hours. There, we have no treatment. That's it. And I thought, have we really gotten so disconnected from our own health and from our own well-being that nobody's talking about how to support yourself if you're sick, yeah. if there's not a drug? Right. Yeah, isn't that amazing? That's what they mean by yeah. there's no treatment. They mean there's no drug. Pill. So they didn't say yeah. about vitamin C or zinc yeah. or A or D right. or any of our friends that are there to support us to be strong. Whoa. So I went, okay, thank you very much. <laughs> <laughs> so, whether a virus, because you said, you know, you're not going to, going to, you know, is it a virus, is it 5Gs, whatever, but people are getting sick, right? People are getting sick. Right. Yeah. So, if a person gets sick, what do they do? Have you figured out well, a protocol? Let me them? start first by help, helping prevent getting sick. Yes. Okay. Yeah. So, and I put this protocol out, and one of the most important things was, okay, how, what do we do to keep our resistance at optimum? Right. So, um, I am a firm believer in vitamin C. If I was on a deserted island, I'd take two things with me, the power of breath and vitamin C. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Not important. <laughs> yeah. Um, it can right a lot of wrongs. Mm -hmm. And, you know, one of the things I found interesting is that with these people that are sick, and I think in China they've used this some, and in uh, New York they've used this some, and I said, IV vitamin C, huge doses, you know, like some ridiculously small amount. It was like <laughs> That's not gonna do 1,500 it. milligrams or something. I'm going, are you kidding me? That's not a huge amount. What's amazing is they don't talk about how powerful it is to take huge doses of oral vitamin C. Mm. I mean, why are they, even then they're making it something that the average person can't get to. It right. has to be IV. Right. It's kind of like, that's a huge miss. It is, yeah. You know, what happened was I, I could feel something working on me. I, I treated a patient that um, had been exposed to a fair number of things and perhaps this is what she had, perhaps it was something else, but a few days later, I felt something working on me in a big way. Mm. It, you know, I I haven't needed to take any kind of antibiotic for 28 years, and um, so I know how to work it. When something starts to come in, mm -hmm. I know how to work it. Mm -hmm. And so when this was knocking at my door, I went, oh, this is unusual. This is even worse than the ones that have been coming up in the last few years, which have gotten worse and worse. Yeah. And by, by these things that come in, what do you mean, like flus? Or? The flus, they're getting more and more ferocious. Right, yeah. right, yes, they are, yeah. Mm -hmm. So I just followed my body, and that wanted, again, this is, you know, kinesiology, but you can do it from a distance. We'll talk about that in a minute. But I, uh, it wanted to, me to really ramp up a lot of the, uh, the immune things that I have, mm -hmm. and it wanted me to really ramp up on the sea, so I took 15 grams of C. And then the next day, and I, within a couple hours, I was like laughing and singing, and I felt like better than ever. Right. I went, wow, this just sure worked. And the next morning, I feel working on me a little bit. Yeah. So I did the same thing. And by the third day, it was just completely gone. Wow. And I never even got sick, let alone, you know, getting sick and getting over it in a hurry. You could just mm -hmm. feel it. You can feel it moving in, and you can just say, ah. If you have the right program. 
Right, but also having that tuned in ability, right? Tune mm -hmm. into your physical body when you start feeling unwell because a lot of people you miss that part, right? Yeah, and that's when I put out this protocol, yeah. it said, this is what I want to do, folks. Work with me. Work with me. <laughs> yeah. Take this. These are the things that I want you to have in your artillery. Right, right. And um, and then, if you start to feel sick at all, if you, I don't care what it is, mm -hmm. call me. Right. And we'll talk about what dosage you need. So that they can start learning to play that game. They can feel it in their body. They can get a sense of, oh yeah, when I feel this way, I need to do that. And if right. it gets worse, I need to do that. And then, then so that people learn. You cannot take the instructions off a bottle or off a of YouTube and know what to do. Much, yeah. Because your dosage. body is calling for a specific yeah. amount right now. <laughs> and also with the vitamin C, I mean, I, I don't know much about it, but what I've heard or what I've knew from the past was that it flushes through you really fast, so you can't just take it in the morning and think it's going to be good for 24 hours, right? Right. So once you figure out your dosage, how could you, for example, if I don't have access to you, Right, so middle of the night or something, and I go, oh, I'm not feeling good. How would I, well, a good method that I can grab the tablets or whatever to see how much I should take? Do you muscle test? Do you muscle test? Do you muscle test? I don't know what that is. Does Everybody can do it differently. There's a, so many different ways to okay. muscle test, first of all. <laughs> okay, what's the easiest one that's really easy to remember? Standing up and moving forward with a yes and back with a no. You just program yourself to say, okay, subconscious, a higher self. Mm -hmm. Yes, forward's a yes, back's a no. And then you close your eyes and you ask yourself a question. You're like, I'm a woman or I'm a man. And then you can just kind of feel this thing tug at oh you or gosh, push at you. It. Yeah. And it's like you don't just go for the answer that you know. Right. You know, you right. get out of the way and let something go poof. Ooh, <laughs> that's giving me the goosebumps, yeah, man. Yeah. <laughs> and, and there's so many other ways, right. but that's, that's the most sure way. Yeah. And so, like, I had a gal who was just, she was always feeling terrible. Her digestion was hurting her. She, I don't, this was a long time ago, I don't remember all of her symptoms, but. As soon as she learned to do this, and she would do that with every single thing in the, the marketplace before she bought it. Wow. Everything. Oh so, and then awesome. her, all of her digestive problems went away. Wow. Because she got what she needed. Yeah. She was having food sensitivities. Mm -hmm. Probably GMO or maybe some sprays Probably. or just yeah. intolerances, you know, all those things. Sweet. Yeah. I love it. So, back to the example. So, I have vitamin C in there. I don't I have no idea what they're tablets hold how much mm -hmm. so I would hold one and then go back and forth and then mm -hmm. two and then okay. until I get the right amount and then okay. pop those, right? first I want to say that you know people shouldn't do anything too crazy because until you really get good at this and oh, yeah. really you know because you can always override with your your right. ego Oh, your ego. Right. Mm -hmm. Yes. You know, mm -hmm. you know. Oh, I really want the answer to be this. Okay, sure. It's going to be that. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So it's always easier kind of to do yeah. it for somebody else, especially if it's an emotional issue. Oh, hmm. that reminds me. So I do teach an exercise, and it's probably muscle testing then, because the exercise that I teach is, I call it resonance dissonance, right? Mm -hmm. And basically I tell the person, okay, so to really tune it in, say uh, I'm called Joseph or something mm -hmm. weird right and you feel your body going yeah that's not right you know uh -huh, uh -huh. and then 
and even you can make it even better because for for example I would say my my name is Inelia and it was like mm, kind of you know because then there's the body the physical body and then there's the soul and all that type of I stuff. I know so fascinating right? what you teach. It's and beautiful. then I say okay so my physical body was given the name Inelia by my parents. Boom! I get a total resonance yes. all across my yeah. body. It's like a happy feeling, yes. right? Uh-huh. And then, so would that would you consider that to be muscle testing? Uh, it's, it's resonance testing. It's resonance. <laughs> <laughs> okay, resonance. That's what I call resonance testing. Is that, you know, training. Yeah, yeah. And I teach people to train themselves. Okay, okay with that technique, I would yeah. like I would hold a, you know the vitamin C uh-huh. and I say, you know, is it my perfect resonance or however yeah, you would do it enough, yeah. to take one, to take two, to take three. Uh-huh. And when you get that boom, that's the, the happy mind. feeling. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and and with the muscle testing right. with the body swing, it, okay, sh- is this good for me? Yes first, or no? First, yeah. Uh, well, actually, first, the first thing you always do is um, calibrate, which is you know just show me a yes, show me a no, mm-hmm. so that you know you're in sync with yourself. And then it's like, is this something I should be taking at this time, or would it be in my highest good to be mm-hmm. taking this mm-hmm. at this time? Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay. Um, should I take more than one, more than two, more than three, more than four, three? Okay, I'll take oh, three. Oh, sweet. Yeah. <laughs> <I love it. laughs> That's really similar. I love yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah, it's really good. So the protocol, mm-hmm. besides vitamin C, is um, I muscle tested everything. So you know, I thought about the COVID nineteen, and I thought about okay. What is going to work best to support my system and everybody else's system, to the, you know, as much as I can determine, against this or fortify it? I don't like the word against, but yeah, it's so, it's so weird, isn't it? Even that word. Resilient, right? It's so weird. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. yeah. Even the subtlety of what it actually is, we don't even know what it yeah. is, but it's affecting. You know, it's affecting people. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, and the, what I came up with were very basic, yeah. you know, it was like, we need vitamin D to mm-hmm. support our immune system. We need vitamin A to support our immune system against viruses specifically. Mm-hmm. Vitamin C is, the white blood cells need that to activate. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, I went through a list and I checked a lot of things. I checked all the things that I heard everybody talking about. You know, and things that I anticipated being fantastic weren't always. Mm, so okay. what I built was this little, you know, okay, I ordered plenty of things. So I, could, so I have my, you know, my lipoic acid and my NAC and my glutathione and my uh, lung support and my immune system support and then the basics like A, C, D and a really, really powerful high B multiple vitamin. Okay. So I, you know, I have you know, a few more things. I have it there, and then when somebody calls in, what I do is I muscle test, what does this person need oh, specifically yeah. in their relationship with that? Right, right. Because they might be missing one thing where somebody else is not missing that, and they need you know, right. something else. Mm-hmm. And zinc is a huge player, so... Tell me about zinc. <sighs> okay. I'm going to bring that into another little thing here. One of the things that's really important is to keep our our entryways clear. And so zinc is so beautiful at that because you can have a zinc lozenge 
and nothing can grow in the throat. So I suggest to people, if you're going to go out into a dangerous area or whatever, suck on a zinc lozenge and that'll kill anything that's trying to attach to the throat. You know, it's just so simple and basic. Yeah. But then there's the nose passageway too. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So I say, you know, if you can do an antiviral nose drop, you could have a little bit of zinc in it, could have a little iodine in it, you know, whatever. Mm -hmm. Then you can also do a little nose spray or do a neti pot mm -hmm. before and after, especially after, <laughs> you know. Yeah. And then that passageway is clear. Right. So I think there's a lot we can do just to keep the passages well armed so that they can't get in. Mm -hmm. And of course there's the eyes and, you know. I had an interesting experience with that actually. I had been doing a hyperbaric for someone that was not very good shape and sometimes the, the air kind of blows in my face. Uh -huh. And a few days after that I just felt all this stuff in my eye and I went, I picked up something from that person through right. my eyes. Right. So it was really interesting about keeping the eyes shielded as well. That reminds me of but something. That's what I, I want to say quickly okay. though, okay. but then what do you do? Then you put some good eye drops in your eye and then clear it out. And oh, then like, get rid of it right now. <laughs> Don't wait till it gets set up in your body. Yeah, because then it goes into all around the yeah. system. Right? Okay, so good. Yeah, so I have an interesting story about catching stuff. Um, when I was in school, I was taught that viruses were simply a method of the physical bodies telling other people's physical bodies that there was something up in the environment, right? Yeah, I've heard that. Yeah, and at the t it was related, like for example, the trees. They, it's accepted that the trees, if there's a bug in one tree, it'll, it'll create something mm -hmm. and send it out so all the other trees can make antibodies or, or chemicals that repel that insect, for example, right? And what I was taught was that the human be people are the same, and what we experience as viruses is just our bodies throwing all that out to tell other bodies, hey, there's something toxic in the air, or some be like a, a, a germ or virus or whatever, so, or pollution or weird vibes or whatever, and to get those people's bodies ready for it so that yeah. they don't get affected negatively, right? Kind of, it's all little vaccination <laughs> yeah it's like a it's like a communication system yeah and i was told it was all made of dna and it's which is information basically mm -hmm. right so it wasn't like a different creature it was just information that was coming in to let you know what's going on in the environment get you ready blah blah blah, blah you know and i thought oh well that's absolutely gross and disgusting why would they have a human bo bodies create a system that is so snotty and sneezy and horrible, you know? It's like, for me as a teen, right? And then I forgot all about it, you know, years went by, I'm 53 now, 54 or something like that, I can't remember. <laughs> and I was talking about that and, and I was like, nobody knew about it. It's like, it wasn't So you taught it in a regular school? Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah, I was. What class? Biology. <laughs> wow. I know. Uh, and wasn't in this part of America. <laughs> no, I was in the UK. <laughs> but at the same time, somebody says, well, there must have been an alternative timeline because this is not, no, nobody knows about this. Well, you heard about the trees, right? You know about the trees. This is, yeah, well, it was the same. I mean, that was, it was the same for people, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. And it was like, 
And I remember thinking about it, thinking, oh my God, this is so gross. Why would this human species design a system of communication and upgrading of the DNA or whatever, or strengthening our physical bodies that involves knots? You know, it's like just, it, it feels so, so disgusting to me. <laughs> but then, you know, it's like when you said, you treat when you're treating people and that air went into your eyes and then you could feel it in there doing stuff, right? Mm -hmm. It makes sense to me. It feels like, it's, it's like that information in your body was getting ready um, and getting prepared, you know, from that information that it received from the other person to counteract whatever it was that she was going through or he was going through. And it's like, it feels to me that, like you said, and I completely agree with it, if we strengthen our immune system, I aim the response mechanism for that data, then the body won't get snotty and sneezy and all that stuff. We won't get sick. Yeah, I don't think we have to go to that phase. Exactly. Exactly. Right? That being said, then there was smallpox <laughs> that wiped out a lot of really healthy people with really great immune systems that didn't get sick all the time. Right. You know, so it, it is a little confusing to put the, all the pieces together mm -hmm. as far as. Yeah. Um, they, they, and my thought would be, okay, they had strong immune systems, right? But they didn't have an immune system for smallpox. For that, yeah. Right. But had I been there mm -hmm. with my vitamin C, you would have been fine. <laughs> could I save their lives? You know, I mean, you know, right, right. because I know that sounds extreme, but I want to tell a little story here. Mm -hmm. I had a, a right at the very beginning of my career, I met a, a gentleman at uh, one of the conventions, a hair analysis person who was. Outstanding. I mean, I got to know him after that and um, used him for many years and doesn't did nobody like him since he retired. Mm -hmm. But he told me a story. And that was, uh, he had been at a convention and gotten home and started to feel worse and worse and worse. And he knew how to use vitamin C. And so he'd taken more and more and more. And the idea is the body needs more C under stress. Mm -hmm. And the more stress it's under, the more C it needs. Mm -hmm. And so if you take the body to a vitamin C flush, that's how much your body needs for that particular stressor. Mm -hmm. Whether it's emotional, physical, anything that puts stress on the body increases your need for vitamin C. Mm -hmm. So, he was taking more than he'd ever taken and he still wasn't getting any kind of a flush, mm -hmm. a flush being diarrhea. Okay. And he took more and more and more. And it was just like he couldn't believe it, but he was so sick that he, at this point he was completely bedridden and he just had his vitamin C, his water, <laughs> and he was just completely out of it. Right. He got, after a couple of days he got on through it. And when he got back to being any kind of communication with anybody, he found out that Legionnaires had broken out from that convention. What? He, yes. <laughs> and he's convinced that he cured himself of Legionnaire's disease. For those of you who have never heard of it, it was killing lots of people back in the day at conventions because it was something in the in the air conditioning system. What? And, yeah. So clearly yeah. he did. Yeah. Yeah. And I really believe that vitamin C can handle just about anything mm -hmm. given the chance. I mean. Why they haven't 
put more attention towards that. I mean, there have been stories that, oh yes, IV vitamin C really helped, but nobody's really grabbed a hold of that. So I, I don't quite understand why. But if somebody was having a full-on attack, I would that would be part of what I would say, take as much vitamin C as you can get down. Right, right. Of course, but it'd be... So kind of varying a little bit from like COVID stuff, but also kind of related, kind of, I, I was thinking about the connection between, you know, the, the, the blankets full of disease that were brought into the Americas, all of the Americas to kill the Native American people. It wasn't just the blankets though, that's part of the history that's not talked about, the, the oral history of the Native Americans, which wasn't just about blankets, but there was a whole system behind it, and I know it from both sides because part of my lineage is Native American, but part of my lineage is also conquistadors from the upper classes who designed all this, right? And part of it was to separate the people from their natural hunting grounds or harvesting grounds or whatever, um, start taking away the, 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 the wisdom keepers, first of all, that, that was their, you know, wisdom keeper shaman, out of the picture, right? And also, um, then when the, these diseases came, a lot of the Native American people would separate the sick to a different location to treat them, mm -hmm. right? but then the, they were surrounded by the they were surrounded and often killed when they got separated. So a lot of those deaths came directly from bullets, right? But also from not being a, allowed to go and harvest the vitamin C, right? Oh, yeah. Right. So I was going to say have access to it. Get those plant branches. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, for example, I have a very clear um, personal example of when I was seven years old. I was living with my grandma in the Andes, in a village near the Andes, on the on the foothills of the Andes. And I got pneumonia. And um, at some point, my grandma was from Spanish lineage, and she didn't want anything to do with Native Americans or any of their woo-woo stuff, right? And when she was a young woman, she had lost a child to pneumonia when she, that child was four mm. years old, okay? And then here I was, and I was actually identical to that child. I was dying right basically and uh, my grandma um, would refused any type of Native American anything there was no cars in the village and there was no um, way to get the, the person who had a phone wasn't home and they couldn't get in so they couldn't even call the nearby town for an ambulance right and then mm. my granduncle said to her Maria he said please just Put away your things, you already, she's dying, right? So a Native American Machi, a shaman of the Bambucha people, mm. can't harm her anymore, right? She can't, I mean, she's dying. How worse can it get if, if it's death? So does it matter? At least we'll try something. We'll try something, he said. Mm. So eventually she said, okay, let's try the Machi. Mm. He, he got on his horse, 
and went to the mountains to the reservation wow. and came back with the machi. When the machi arrived, I was dead. Mm. She didn't make it in time. And the first thing she did was do um, a, a soul. Uh, you bring Yes, retrieval. She brought the soul back into the physical body. At least that's what she tried to do, right? So my personal experience was I was in a void, right? And I was waiting. I was waiting uh, for this machi. But I wasn't in a physical body and I was nowhere. I was just sitting like this. Actually, I was cross-legged, mm -hmm. you know, waiting. And there was all blackness and emptiness all around me, right? Mm. And then I see this woman coming towards me calling my name. Mm. Right, Inelia, Inelia, and I was looking at her, and then she said, "Come to me." Right, so she was looking into my eyes and saying, "Come to me, come to me," and I was looking at her, and I did. But what happened was, I stepped out of my, I went mm. into my body, out of it, and into hers, because she was saying, "Come to me." Mm -hmm. Right, so she completely freaked out. I, because that's what they do when they transfer the matching lineages from one person to another. <laughs> <laughs> so the matching you started downloading to me and she freaked out and then she pushed me away and I couldn't complete the download. I got a lot of it but not all of it. And then she gave my grandma uh, a recipe for for my cure because I was already in the body by then. But I was still had pneumonia, right? I was still dying. And she said, this one's strong, she's going to be okay. And my grandma was like, what just happened? You know, because she knew that she was too late. Mm, right? Wow, what a right? powerful story. Yeah, and, and one of the, the main ingredients of the medicine was, you know those little berries, the tiny little blue ones that come in a cluster? That elderberry? Elderberry, really? yes. Mm. It was elderberry. That was the main ingredient. It was, you got to harvest as many, as much elderberry as you can. And here's a whole bunch. She had brought a whole bunch of it dried stuff um, and you mush it up and you add actually she added it to milk which was weird bizarre mm -hmm. and she said because that stimulates all the all the mucus and stuff mm. and then this vitamin C will whatever is I don't know but it was for me it was disgusting she had to take away the milk and just give me the liquid mm -hmm. But it was just pure vitamin C. Mm -hmm. Isn't that elderberry? That's yeah. what it is, right? Oh, it's got a lot of it, that's for yeah. sure. Yeah, so... Wow, what a yeah. good story. Yeah. Hmm. And then the, she also added garlic to it, which is a new medicine that the Europeans have brought, which is antibody, anti-something. Anti-everything. Anti-everything. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's one of the ones that's, you know, used a lot for this virus as well. Right. It's considered one of the... It's uh, not only antiviral but antibacterial, antifungal. Anti yeah. It's yeah. just it's a powerful one. That's actually a strong medicine from the work burn. This <laughs> garlic and then add the added to that medicine. Mm -hmm. you know? mm -hmm. So, and here I am. I'm yeah. alive, right? It's beautiful. I only have one and a half lungs, but still, I'm alive. Because <laughs> <laughs> my grandma took too long to, yeah. but it wasn't too long because mm -hmm. I was, uh, I was still in their area so mm -hmm. she was able to retrieve me mm -hmm. but so those that knowledge and that wisdom was there but from what I know what I've heard from elders talk it was like they were not allowed to go out and harvest mm -hmm. the herbs or the, the, the fruits that makes sense to me because yeah. I think there was like you say so much wisdom so yeah. much connectedness yeah. Yeah. and also a lot of the villages when they they were separated like that 
they went in and killed the, the sick and the, the, men, the women who were looking after them. And that was the idea. And the shamans especially, they were targeting the shamans, mm -hmm. and the wisdom keepers. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. Mm -hmm. Vitamin C. <laughs> <laughs> Good friends. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay, so back to the protocol. Um, so we have vitamin C and um, D and A D and A and zinc and the, the zinc, basics yeah. and then like I say then a variety of things kind of around that depending on the person right um, and um, but I didn't find those to be as primary you know it's like I expected elderberry to come up really strong I expected um, colloidal silver to come up really strongly and I don't get them because we have better so, ones, right, from yeah. other places. Well, for whatever reason, I don't get <laughs> yes. them. You know, and and you know, garlic comes up, of course, very strongly. Um, and um, selenium is really important. It'll keep a virus away if you have enough selenium in your system. I mean, there's so many things that will support your body mm -hmm. to resist uh, a viral attack. Right. Right. So. Uh, but there's a lot of things you can just eat in your everyday food, mm -hmm. like rosemary and thyme and garlic and onion and ginger and all those things that are very immune supportive. Mm -hmm. So that's really cool too. And you can also put it in your air. Like, the, you know, for the people who have heard of thieves, it's a wonderful <laughs> aromatic, it's an essential oil combination that um, Gary King, uh, Gary King, Gary Young went around the world apparently when essential oils were all but forgotten. I mean, this is really kind of new in our world. I've been doing it about 20 years, but it wasn't cool. It's only gotten cool in the last, what, 10 <laughs> years or so? Yeah. But he started that about 20 years ago, and or more, I don't know exactly, and he went around and found all these old remedies, and one of them he found in Europe and it was what the um, the people who would actually go back into the homes and rob them after they buried the dead, and they were caught, and they were said, you know, you show us how you're doing this, and we'll let you go because we don't. <laughs> how come you're not dying? <laughs> right, right. <A laughs> this is the place, right? Yeah, and so they had this combination, and and somehow Gary found that, mm -hmm. and incorporated it in his formulas and called it Thieves. Thieves? Thieves. Mm -hmm. And it's got real basic stuff in it, rosemary and eucalyptus and um, lemon and I don't know, it's got a couple, about four or five things. Yes. And I thought, well that makes a really good story, mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. But then I used it and saw it do amazing things. I, mm -hmm. I had a, a patient that had staff from the hospital all over his back after he had uh, had been there for surgery, mm -hmm. and I put thieves on him, and poof, it just was gone. <laughs> nice. Uh, first time I experienced it was with we were doing an experiment with cat ear mites, and we put it uh, on two different plates and used regular ear mite medicine on one plate and the thieves on the other, and we kept watching it uh, under a microscope for a day, and by the time we were leaving the office, which was like. But five or six hours later, the ear mites from the ear mite medicine, they were still wiggling around. But the one with the thieves on the plate, after 45 seconds, 
Forty-five seconds. What? Forty-five seconds. There was not oh much. my gosh! I want some of that stuff. Maybe. It's amazing. So that's one of my protocols. Right. This is thieves. I have it in a spritzer. I spray it on my hands. Ooh. I just inhale it. I take it in my mouth. And uh, you know, if I go into the cart into the store, I kind of spray it on the thing, uh, right. on the bags, whatever. If I feel the need to do that, mm -hmm. but it's a really nice way to feel really refreshed and cleaned and relieved mm -hmm. of any heavy energy. Right. So, um, so using that in the atmosphere, you know, like if it's a cold season, that's a wonderful thing to use just mm -hmm. in the air to keep any uh, bacteria or virus or whatever. Right. There's just so many different ways to keep ourselves in a healthy place. Mm -hmm. And to focus on that, if it, I would love to see our walk away from this be about being empowered. Mm -hmm. Being empowered to be healthy, being empowered to be self-reliant, you know. Yeah. Tell me about vaccinations. My biggest concern with this whole affair mm -hmm. is that it's going to be used <gasps> what I would say somewhat ignorantly, to push the whole vaccination scene. Mm. Now, if one would think about it, we've got more vaccinations now than we've ever had, tremendously more, and we all of a sudden had the worst plague that we've ever had in our, any of our lives. Oh my gosh, you're right. <laughs> so, does it make sense? No, because so we have another vaccination, herd immunity, and then what? It's not going to stop the next plague or the next plague. Some doctors say this is the new normal because of how much interaction there is between the whole world. Just expect this because it's not, it's not going to stop here, more than likely. Do you believe that it's because we have so much connection around the world that these plagues, sicknesses are going around? or? <laughs> There's a million pieces to the puzzle. <laughs> so yeah. 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 So that's a part of it. And like we've said, part of it is that we have, that we're becoming weaker, I believe, in so many ways. Mm -hmm. And um, we need to address that. But my point at this point is just that you can't vaccinate from everything in the entire world. So mm -hmm. why the big push? Right to crank up on this one, and there's a lot of talk at least, but you never know what's real, but it seems to be going in that direction, doesn't it? Mm -hmm. As far as saying, oh, now everyone's gonna have to be vaccinated in order to travel, in order to work, in order to, and that's pretty scary. Right, right. One of the reasons it's so scary is because I've been around long enough to watch patterns. Mm -hmm. And um, one of the patterns that made me politically aware, I guess, was when we took a pretty big stand against fluoride coming into Squim mm -hmm. and Port Angeles. And I trusted at that point in time that everybody had good intentions. I really did. And so I went up to the city council and I saw them just squelching everybody who was concerned about fluoride and calling them, you know, troublemakers and anarchists and that we have all the answers and we want it done tonight <laughs> you know? and it was kind of like whoa what is this about wow. and it really woke me up to um, 
dirty politics. Mm -hmm. And as soon as people start getting treated inferior and like uh, the enemy and like uh, you don't have a right to have your story told, mm -hmm. that starts making me wonder very, very strongly, what's the, this is not a clean situation. Clearly it's not for about the greatest good. What is it about? Mm -hmm. And I've seen that so much with vaccinations. Yeah. They don't talk about the people that are getting hurt. They just don't talk about it. Right. And that's like, why would you do that? Mm -hmm. Because a lot of people are getting hurt. Right. I've personally known a lot of people that gotten hurt, that their lives have been destroyed or their child's lives yeah. or died. And it's like, this doesn't count for something? Mm -hmm. I think probably if they took a step back, there's probably a lot more people that have been hurt by vaccinations than have been hurt by this pandemic. Right, right. <laughs> so it's not like, why doesn't that count? Mm -hmm. Because we don't want it to count. And who's the we? I don't even want to go there. <laughs> but it's scary. Yeah. And the fact that, um, do we need to have, you know, our... I don't even have a feeling so much about not vaccinating, not you know, giving ourselves the antibodies we need to something. I don't think that's a bad idea. I think injecting it into the bloodstream directly is a really bad idea. Right. I think that they need to come up with something um, that's closer to our natural immune response. Mm -hmm. I think that is invasive and sets up some things that shouldn't happen. Mm -hmm. So I also am concerned just about the ethics behind the vaccinations in general. Like, is it really why they're saying it is, I guess. Mm -hmm. And that, I don't want to go there, but I feel like I have to because, because of the oppressive approach that they've taken. Mm -hmm. And there was a, a website, and I don't think it's up anymore. I can't find it anyway. It had uh, interviews of family after family after family after family, and that's all it was. It was just one interview after the next, and I watched it for five hours. Oh my gosh! <laughs> and I didn't. I never finished it. Yes, right. it just kept going and going and going. Of people saying, "This is what happened in our life. Right. This is what happened in our life," and it's like, um, it's just. And how many people don't even know what happened to their child? And that they have a lowered intelligence or a lowered whatever because, you know, how would they know what to compare it to? Mm -hmm. I feel real lucky that uh, at a Versendal, um seminar when I was a student, I saw a child that had been very, very, basically had her life ruined. She was in a wheelchair and she was not able to communicate or anything. Mm -hmm. Um, interact with the world in any way and it was from a vaccination and so when I had my son and I was put under a very great amount of pressure to vaccinate even after my naturopathic training and stuff I was almost folding because oh yeah you're gonna kill them you're gonna all these horrible things and it's like you know I just delivered a baby and I wasn't in my right mind completely mm -hmm. and so it was like it took that memory Wow. Of that child. So that <laughs> child saved my son. Wow. And, you know, he has lived in China for a year, and he's been all over the world, and he's never had a vaccination yet. Mm -hmm. And he's extremely healthy and extremely intelligent. And um, he had two parents, his dad and myself, both hypersensitive people. So who knows what would have happened to him had I vaccinated him.
So I, I feel real grateful to have had the strength to stand against it. Again, I don't like the word against, but sometimes it's, 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 it's <laughs> the word. It's great, right? Yeah. yeah. And I can completely understand the amount of intimidation that comes towards one and how convincing it is. Oh my gosh, yeah. To vaccinate. Mm -hmm. And um, so, I just. Did they say we have this wonderful vaccine and it hasn't got any dead people, any dead animal stuff in it because it's full of nanobots that will do the job for you? What do you say to that person that's being offered this thing? What do they do? Well, first of all, I think it's up to each individual, very, very <laughs> much so, because I understand the pros and cons, you know, and I do. I did not do some things I should have done when I traveled and I got ill. And so, you know, had I done them... Vitamin C, you should have brought your vitamin C, man. That probably would have helped me a lot. <laughs> You're absolutely right about that. Yeah. But, um... I guess, regretfully, it's beyond the vaccination, it's like, what else is in the vaccination? That's the problem. That's right? the problem. That's the problem. Well, but they're so both problems, because putting the vaccination toxins. within the immune exactly, system, that's a problem. Right. Where they mm -hmm. need to come up with a better system. There's homeopathics, but, mm -hmm. you know, that's not going to hold the water with the mainstream medicine. Mm -hmm. So they need, they need to come up with something that they'll respect that's right. not so invasive. Right. Number one and number two, it has to be something that doesn't have all the other nasty stuff, nasty stuff with it. Yeah. So. Agreed. Mm -hmm. So something that you said, it's making, or something about weakness, right? It's like we're getting weaker as a species. And it reminded me of, I really like this imagery that I had um, we were traveling from California to Washington in our camper and we stopped at a most beautiful hotel in the middle of nowhere and there was a history of it and I can't remember like how many hundreds of years ago these people this one person came in from Europe right this family mm -hmm. and he decided to build this massive mansion with all these rooms and set up his own electricity system with the, the river next to it and he had all these people working for him, right? And they did this without any modern machinery or anything. And it was like, oh my gosh, you know, mm -hmm. the energy <laughs> in one lifetime to create this huge thing. And you could see the love in every detail. You could see that the couple worked together to create this amazing location and all the technology around it, they had to figure it out, and they did it. Mm -hmm. And I look at us today, it's like, my God, we can't even mow the lawn. Right? <laughs> yeah, where's that energy? Where's that spark? Mm. Where's that strength? I mean, they, you know, it's like, my gosh, yeah, where is that? Where is that gone? Mm. And I'm also have researched some of the vaccination things obviously I'm not a doctor right so it's all my opinion <laughs> no authority here but I've seen that it's created waves and waves of huge disabilities for the human collective like cancers left right and center and this is not just theory because when my dog um, died of cancer in California they said oh yeah it's part of the side effects of the uh, rabies vaccination 
Unfortunately, some dogs die of uh, tum uh, cancerous mm. um, tumors. And I'm like, you don't hear that from our society. What? That's usually you're more honest about. Exactly, right? Yes, <laughs> man. If you want some data, we're like mm -hmm. the same mammals, right? Mm -hmm. If you want data, go and talk to vets, man. Um, and I thought, oh, okay. Uh, but it's it's illegal not to vaccinate them. At least in California, I don't know about here. Hmm. So you can't have a pet unless you vaccinate against rabies. Hmm. And the side effects, admittedly, is cancer, hmm. right? And other things too, like the, we had a cat who had vaccine damage here, and he was autistic. An autistic cat, you know. <laughs> I didn't know that. It's like, it's like come on, right? It was diagnosable. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, you can. You can really tell. You know, you can really actually tell when a cat is not quite there. It's, he was perfectly fine before, and then he wasn't there anymore, mm. right? Mm. So it's like then there's the other things. Um, all the immune system things, you know. I was vaccinated to the smithereens, you know, I was mm -hmm. vaccinated really heavily because, first of all, before leaving Chile, um, they required people to get vaccinated, so in case they ever came back, they didn't bring all the stuff back. Mm -hmm. So at around age seven, or yeah, I was about seven, I got a whole bunch of vaccinations, my body reacted very badly to them. And then, um, I don't know if it was purposely done to get rid of, you know, kids mm. down there or something, but... And then it was like, every time in Eng when I was in England, I would be tested, I was tested twice in school for vaccinations. I don't know how they do it. Like if you had a scar, a small spot scar or something like that? Yeah. Is that maybe what do you mean they tested you? They, they tested the blood, you know, oh, to really? see if I had whatevers. Oh, for antibodies, I guess. Antibodies? Mm -hmm. Okay, so mm -hmm. they tested me for antibodies to make sure I was covered. And I had none. So they vaccinated me again mm. at the start of school. Mm -hmm. And then when I left, I was 16, they tested me again because, you know, you leave school and then you're going to have babies and you better be mm. covered because you don't want to get these diseases while you're pregnant. Mm. So they tested me again and again I had nothing. So they vaccinated me again. Okay, mm. fine. Two years later, I get pregnant with my first baby at 18. Okay, the first thing they do, again, they test me. And it's like, you have no immunities. So we need to vaccinate you as soon as the baby's born. Mm. So the baby's born, boom, full spectrum of vaccinations. And then my second baby was born two years after that. They tested me again, nothing. So after that baby, they had to give me the full spectrum of vaccinations again. Mm. And then after the third baby, again, I had nothing. They vaccinated me again. Uh. <laughs> and then after that, I got clever and I started realizing there's something really wrong because I get getting sicker and sicker and sicker. Right, my strength went away, and I had all these allergies. I got asthma. You know, I had kind of asthma after the first vaccination when I was seven. I got asthma. I never had it before, mm -hmm. and then it kind of lasted me forever, and it just kept getting worse and worse. And then all the allergies. I had so many allergies and things, and I'm like, eh, this is not quite right. I'm a bit slow on the uptake, as you can see. <laughs> <laughs> Eventually, I figured it out, mm. but then it's like all these other information, like the autistic mm. waves of look childhood leukemia. Mm. We've never had that before. I mean, even from the nineteen 
forties, fifties, six. Whenever you know the this number started being caught counted, mm -hmm. it was like four or something like for the entire country, and now it's like thousands and thousands mm. and thousands. Mm -hmm. The only thing that's changed periodically is the vaccinations. So I know I'm not a doctor, but I would say it's actually what is causing all this sickness. That's really one of the things. Yeah, yeah. I am. Um, I sent my son to his camp, and I was completely blown away when we walked into the camp and there were shoe boxes and shoe boxes of everybody's pills that were being brought for these little kids that were in camp because they had, you know, asthma oh or this God. or yes. hyperactivity exactly. or whatever, and they were all on these drugs. Yeah. And I just kind of went, you Whoa. have to be kidding me. Yeah. I guess I should have brought some vitamin C. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> But yeah, it was. I mean, it was just like everybody. Oh yeah, this is for my son. Don't forget. And I was like, oh my goodness. So there's so many more medications because there's so many more problems, mm -hmm. and there's so many more problems because we are intervening so much more. Right, right. And it's with the definitely. You know, there's definitely correlations between autism and becoming just blown completely out of the water. I don't even know if they had it before vaccinations. I know, right? Yeah. It's crazy. So, and there's, you know, there's that. And then I, as a child, was printing 24D, 245T, because it said right there on the can it was safe for human use. Do you happen to know what that is? What? <laughs> That's Agent Orange. Oh my god. Which was later proven to be very unsafe in Vietnam. Wow. So, um, and so I had my health problems growing up because mm -hmm. I was exposed to this incredible toxin and I was kind of wondering why I was just kind of in a cloud and I couldn't think and I, yeah, yeah. you know, and it was, took its toll. Mm -hmm. But I always thought, well, it's just me, you know, I must be dumb. <laughs> and I was just fighting through the clouds. Yeah. And I remember as a kid saying, gosh, Daddy, if it's doing those to plants, it can't be good for us. Wow. And he's like, well, no, honey, right there in the can, see, it says it's safe. My dad was a really smart man. Wow. This was just one of his, you know, he believed. Back in those right. days, we believed. Right. And I said, I don't care what that can says, Daddy. I don't like it, and I don't want to do it, but I had to anyway. Um, so we were killing something called tansy ragwort, which was a really nasty, noxious, invasive plant from England. It wasn't a local plant that killed animals, so... That was our way of dealing with it at the oh, time. <laughs> so, and then, you know, we were doing pentaphenyl chloride, uh, saving, painting wood with creosote. And all <laughs> so, growing up in the country had its downside. It did. It had a lot of wonderful things, but I definitely got heavily poisoned. And then when I got to medical school and I was working on cadavers and was getting that good dose of the formaldehyde, it did me in. Whoa. Yeah, I had a major crash and burn. Wow. Yeah. So we all get to have our hurdles to leap and Yeah. So, so you can like that, right? You can deal with it. You can make your body stronger. You can. Yeah. Or you can die. Or you can die. <laughs> <laughs> or you can be very sick for the rest of your life. For the rest of your life. But I can assure you that your viewers, the viewers that we have mm -hmm. at this group that they, yes, they're proactive they, and that's absolutely. so wonderful. Yeah. Super proactive. Just tell us your advice. We're gonna do it, man. Yeah. So you you know, you can have chronic fatigue, you can have fibromyalgia. I was I was walking around in a cloud for years of just trying to figure out my health.
and um, you know I didn't have the kind of support that we have now mm -hmm. There's, thank God I found a Chinese doctor and uh, he had quit he had gotten sick in medical school and almost died so he became a uh, he, he, acupuncture saved his life so <laughs> he became an acupuncturist and then he became my motivation for getting me into Chinese medicine mm, nice because I met him while I was in naturopathic school. So, um, so there's the toxins, you know, in so many different ways. And, you know, if you think about it, a lot of the toxins that are used, the pesticides that are used, there are to destroy the grasshopper or the other parasites' digestive tract. Oh. And how many people are complaining of some yes. kind of digestive problem now? Yes. Mm -hmm. It's imperative mm -hmm. that we eat organically. Mm -hmm. When I go off organic a little bit, you know, maybe you can cheat a little bit, but pretty soon I'll start going, oh, my gut is off. <laughs> I just don't feel good. Oh, I haven't been as careful about what I'm eating lately. And I eat well. It's just that we, I don't know what those animals were fed. I don't know what those plants were fed. Mm -hmm. you know? And um, That makes sense. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So it gets into my system, and my system doesn't tolerate it. Right. So... So there's the poisons, there's the vaccinations, mm -hmm. and then there's the electromagnetic pollution. Yes. And anybody, I haven't seen a person who cooks the microwave constantly that's healthy. You know, I mean, I just don't think that those go together. Right. I don't think it can be. Yeah. So, um, you know, again, we're going back to that scrambling. I mean, things are just getting scrambled. Our mm -hmm. whole, our, our DNA is getting scrambled with all the toxins that we're getting exposed to. Mm -hmm. um, our food's getting scrambled by the energy that's getting, you know, just zapping it. Right. right. <laughs> um, yeah, about that. The whole thing about the electromagnetic waves and uh, the microwaves that are being sent out, cell phone towers, mm -hmm. 3G, 4G, 5G, all the Gs. <laughs> And, you know, before that, all the other technologies that were going out, bouncing all over the all place. All the waves that are going out. Scrambling, oh, all those waves that are coming at us. That's what insane. How much death are they going to have to see before right. they realize that we're scrambled? Right. <laughs> you, know? <laughs> you know, people say, we don't know what's happened to the bees because the uh -huh. bees are dying. There's been research. It's the cell phone towers. This actual research of somebody who put one of these house phones, which uses the same technology into beehives to see mm -hmm. what happened, mm -hmm. they never came back. Mm. Period. Mm -hmm. It's insane. So it's like, oh my gosh. And then so, that, that research and stuff gets buried, man. And then it says, we don't know why the bees are going away or why the birds are dying. When or why stresses. it's harder to concentrate. Or it's harder, or to, harder to stay focused. Or harder to stay connected to God. Mm -hmm. Or harder to stay. Disconnected. Right. Yeah. So the, I was watching an, um, a documentary that showed that it's not that cell phones and whatever is cause cancer, it's that you you when it, there's all these waves and microwaves and Wi-Fi's and all that in your in your house, your pituitary gland cannot tell the difference between light that gone away, the sun set and the waves they think is still daytime so you never get the melatonin, in, men, uh, melatonin, melatonin. into your physical body mm -hmm. which never destroys the the radicals very radicals mm -hmm. and therefore all those things start popping up and you get sick it's not it's not that it's causing it's just that 
your body doesn't have the peace and quiet and and the connection with the resonance of the planet to heal and to repair every night it's not doing it so people get sick so our natural flow is excuse me in the morning we have a cortisol come up with the sun mm -hmm. and as the sun goes down the cortisol goes down and the melatonin comes up mm -hmm. And so now we've got, you know, sunlight until we're going to sleep, you know, because we're on our cell phones or whatever. And that has to change if we're going to be in balance, if we're going to be in integrity with our physical bodies. Mm -hmm. Because we need to be in resonance with the earth. We are dependent on matching frequencies with the earth. And if we don't, we won't survive. They found out that our being in resonance with the Earth was so important to our existence that being out in outer space, we need to have those frequencies broadcasted to be healthy. Mm. So one of the things that we need to do, as you're talking about the bees and things, is to, for ourselves, be able to broadcast the Earth frequency. Mm -hmm. And there's different ways to do that. There's okay. all kinds of new little gimmicks, and I don't know about all of them. Okay. I know I have a dear friend of mine, um, Don Paris, you can look him up. Uh, he has created a CHIO, C H I O, and that is broadcasting earth frequencies. Okay. And it helps keep your resonance strong. There's another one out there, and I don't even know what it is, but they did an experiment with it where they put it, I think the bees weren't going by a power line or something, mm -hmm. and they put this in the middle of the power line or somewhere, and in that little pathway, the bees would come through. Ooh, yeah, so wow. remind me of yeah, that story when you yeah. said that. So we need to find those things to counter, yeah, amplify the to counter all this toxic ridiculousness mm. until we get strong enough to say no. Right. Until we figure out a way to say no, but we have to keep our minds and souls clear enough mm -hmm. to have the strength to someday unite enough to say no because otherwise we'll just kind of become part of the muddle <laughs> you know yeah. Yeah. <laughs> at least so many of us uh, you know it, it's it's hard so um i was just talking to my husband about that this morning we need to figure out how to create a better safe environment from the frequencies because i'm very frequency sensitive right. and um i i feel like it's already i i have felt in the last Few months like what's going wrong and having a harder time focusing i know right yeah, yeah mm -hmm. me too i've mm -hmm. had like my you know, but it's, there's another 300 satellites up there that like, makes sense <laughs> I, don't, I don't know what they're broadcasting so i can you know, i can't say it specifically it but that's that's yeah. another thing to go huh what about that mm -hmm. that's brilliant yeah so okay before we wrap up mm -hmm. what would you like to is there a statement? Is there something that you want to remind everybody about? That take every experience, including this one, to become stronger. Mm -hmm. And as I was doing some research, uh, trying to do more about the virus, I kept going off on this tangent and off on that tangent. And what really drew me, I kept looking at this this YouTube, it was Aluna, A-L-U-N-A, oh and I kept looking at that picture going, I really want to watch that, but I guess it's not <laughs> relevant right now, so I'll watch it later. And then it would keep kind of floating up there on the site, and I go, oh, I really want to watch that. So finally, like at 11 o'clock at night, I'm going, okay, I'm just going to watch it. 
And I watched this whole thing and it went, this is completely relevant. Oh my God, it is. It's completely relevant. Yes. Because I believe my main purpose, and I believe all of our main purpose here, mm -hmm. a lot of us are saviors. I mean, we're here to <laughs> try to turn this around, right? And um, so it's about the earth. Yeah. And this is a most precious little documentary, except not a documentary because it's made by them, mm -hmm. about them. They called this man and said, listen, listen. So Younger brother. <laughs> little brother. <laughs> so this is a tribe of, of people called Koji, the Koji people in Colombia, Colombia the mountains of Colombia. They have never been studied by anthropologists. They won't allow them in. Mm -hmm. They have no interest in anything that's going on in the world. Mm -hmm. um, they haven't been dazzled like most of us and lost our way from all the glitter. <laughs> you know, I mean, they just have no interest. And they're saying, listen, we have something you need to know. Mm -hmm. Come, listen, little brother. Your elders are speaking. Listen. And they're talking about protecting the earth and that it's dying. And if we don't pay attention, we will suffer even more. Mm -hmm. And um, they've said, listen, twice now. The 1990s, they did it the first time, didn't they? And this yeah. one was 19, and this one was 2012. So. Yeah. yeah. I remember the original when I watched it in England. Did you? It was by the BBC. Yeah. Oh. It's amazing. Oh. I don't. I haven't found it online, but it showed you know how they were brought up. The, their shamans, the wisdom keepers, and uh -huh. from babies, and uh -huh. how to connect and the whole thing and how what their message was: stop doing all this stuff because when you hear part of here, when you change things here on. The beach, whatever, that's the second one, right? Mm -hmm. um, you're hurting the ecology of the mountain. Mm -hmm. And people were saying, no, they're so far away. Mm -hmm. Besides, it goes <laughs> like, this way, not that way. Exactly. Oh. <laughs> it goes downstream. It doesn't go upstream. So I said, yeah. oh my God, why can't you see it? You know, one of the, my favorite parts of the Aluna one mm -hmm. was when the, the BBC boy, that's not longer BBC because he retired years ago, right? Mm -hmm. And he's in his sixties now. He said, "Oh, I. But how can you tell? I mean, how can you tell that you know what, that this is affecting that and this and whatever?" And the guy says, "Can you see the bubbles in the water? <laughs> read the right? bubbles. Read the bubbles." <laughs> yes. And he's going. <laughs> what? What? <laughs> the bubbles? But nobody's going to understand the bubbles. <laughs> you know, and they were like, yeah. oh my gosh. Like, talking. you could see their faces. The whole story like, is in the bubbles. Yeah, yeah it's like mm -hmm. they were saying, like, God, I'm talking to a toddler. How do we talk to a toddler? You know, you can really see their brains going, oh my gosh. How do we get that message? How do you explain <laughs> that? You see the microcosm, you know, and then mm -hmm. you get the, the macrocosm, mm -hmm. you know, it's like. You could, and then once you watch them, you know, with their looking at the factories and all these things, and they're going with the sticks, and you can look at their eyes. You're going, you can see that there's, they're like, why are they doing this? This is so insane. It's just, it's just wow, you yeah. know. But it's it's very. I liked it too. Thank you for sending me the link, by the way, because it really illustrates that, and the whole thing is about a thread, right? That they're putting mm. back. It illustrates the thread of connection, okay. of reconnecting us. Mm -hmm. And what's beautiful about it is that, at least from our audience that are listening today, 
those are the individuals who were born on the planet to bring that thread back, just like you and me. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't like to call ourselves saviors. I don't. Yeah, like I wouldn't yeah. call you a savior. No, but um, the people I who were taking making a difference. The people exactly. Who I would call you more like a, a bringer back of the thread. Mm-hmm. Right, you're bringing mm-hmm. back the thread. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. and you've done so your entire life. Mm-hmm. Right. And I've I never used that word before. It was kind of like, where'd that come from? <laughs> <laughs> but trying to, to right a wrong, exactly. trying to yeah, bring it yeah, back. Yeah. yeah, trying to bring back something that we've lost. <laughs> and I've seen it from going to you as a patient, mm-hmm. right, that you have never boxed me in any way or form. And every even in every single consultation, you will sit with me and go, okay, let's see what's going on. And then the solutions could be completely different to the previous time or 10. You know, it's like, it's always new. Mm -hmm. And when I look at your work, you're pulling in all these threads, you know, you're putting all these threads together. And then you're looking Mm. at it and you go, oh, I know what that is, right? Mm. And then you go, I know how to fix that. And this is what you gotta do. Mm. And you have to follow through, right? Mm. So, and the times and the things that I have followed through on, I told you today, you know, it's like they're fixed. Mm. It's like this chronic things, like the hyper whatever's. Hypothyroid? That's <laughs> <laughs> yeah, hyper thyroid or whatever mm. it is, you know. It's gone now, mm. right? And I can eat shellfish now. It's like mm. I wasn't able to eat shellfish for decades. Mm, so so it's like, yeah, so thank you. <laughs> Yay. Yeah. Thank you for being in my life, my dear. Thank you so much for coming today and doing this. I love you. Yay. Now I can cry. <laughs> okay. Um, and concerning the vitamin C, when you're doing a flush, um, if you want to get information from me, you're welcome to contact me. I'm happy to send that information. But I really want to encourage you not to use just any vitamin C. A lot of vitamin C's are not natural. A lot of vitamin C's are um, not esterated and buffered. Uh, I don't know how the microsomal, the new fad in that, um, it has its pros, its cons. If you want to know more about what I think, um, you can listen to the little tube about, um, let's see, I think it's Russell Jaffe's view on microsomal vitamin C. When somebody asked me that recently, I said, well, you know, this vitamin C that I use is so powerful, I can't imagine anything being better. And he states that basically the perk vitamin C is 100% absorbed. Can't do better than that. (laughs) So, yeah. Um, So beware of uh, vitamin C in high doses. Uh, There, all vitamin Cs are definitely not equal. Just remember, it's wonderful basics. There's the things that you can do, like lemon. Lemon is very antiviral, so you can put that on your food. You can put it in your drink. You know, doing a lemon and ginseng or ginger or different things that will support your system to be strong. And um, there's Breathe Easy Tea. Those um, traditional medical brands of Breathe Easy, Gypsy Cold Care, all those wonderful teas, just to do to support your system through these times. There's so many different ways to bring it in from many directions to support our health. So the interesting thing about this virus is that so many people get no symptoms at all, like over 50%, 
they're determining at this point, don't even get symptoms. And then a lot of people you know, get a common cold, no big deal. And then some people, they're fine in one minute and they're dying the next. It's like huge variance in response to it. And so my thought yesterday was, huh, I wonder, I haven't heard this address at all, but why wouldn't those people that are not tolerating it be the people that might have the genomic SNPs for not detoxifying properly? So maybe it's not the virus itself that's killing them, but their inability to cope with the byproducts. I've had people in the past that um, nothing I did seemed to help them. If I did acupuncture, they'd feel a little sicker. If I did the hyperbaric the, uh, oxygen tank, they'd feel a little sicker. And uh, it's like, okay, what's going on? And I thought, well, what's happening is their body's getting a little bit of a detox and they can't handle that. So I said, um, well, why don't you get your genomic SNPs checked out and we'll find out if you have a detox pathway problem, which in fact they did. So I would love to see them do some kind of study with these people that are having a, a, a severe reaction and find out are they perhaps lacking some of the pathway that they need to recover. And um, that's, you know, the, the DNA genomic SNPs is what studies that. and. Um, one of the things that's come to the fore that I haven't spoken of previously is uh, glutathione, which is really important for detoxifying, and that's coming up real strongly as well to deal with this, especially if one has gotten sick and they really, really need to uh, be able to, well, actually need to have it in your system beforehand, but the ability to kick it back out. And that's one of the reasons that vitamin C is working so well, is that ability to detoxify and kick it back out. So. Um, you know, some relatively healthy people are getting sick and now they're starting to determine it's not all elderly, it's not all, you know, people with a previous immune problem like they were saying at first. But even people that are good athletes or whatever, that doesn't mean that they're nutritionally sound. So uh, another thing that could be done is, um, well, actually what I did is I called Genova yesterday and I presented this idea to a doctor with Genova Labs and he says, yeah, that makes absolute sense. So, you know, another way to have a better understanding of our own strengths and weaknesses is what genetic SNPs do we have, you know? Do we have a problem methylating B12? Do we have a problem breaking down toxins? And if we know that, then we can find out what part of that pathway is missing mm -hmm. and support that path, part of the pathway. And for a lot of people, it's the glutathione. And that's one reason I think that's one of the reasons it's coming up important as a part of the treatment. Brilliant. And um, that's something else I'm happy to talk to people more about if they want to contact me.